You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. You are listening to The Mando Show, a podcast discussing Disney Plus's The Mandalorian and all things Star Wars. This week, we talk about a mind-blowing chapter of the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 6, From the Desert Comes a Stranger. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for listening to The Mando Show. We are on to Chapter 6 of The Book of Boba Fett. Uh, Let's uh, cover some of the basic credit first before my mind totally blows up. Written, uh, John Favreau, co-writer Dave Filoni, director Dave Filoni, runtime 47 minutes. Oh, damn, oh, damn, oh, damn. (laughs) Um, I said, oh, damn, in the first, like, five seconds, and it just did not stop coming. Um, There's no way in hell we're going to talk about this in any sort of chronological order. So let's just get out uh, introductions before we totally lose our mind. I am Chad, the resident Mandalorian, and oh my god, Mandalorian, uh, across from me, or uh, to the left of me, sorry. Derek Alvarado, tattoo artist, father of two, actually it's the other way around, but whatever. My mind, That's how much my mind has been blown. Anyways, I can't even say my, my normal stuff straight. Uh, and Star Wars fan for life and beyond at this point. Okay, and across from me. Uh, Uri Alvarado, Star Wars fan and podcaster. And to the right of me. Fire show, Joe. Apologetic, unapologetic Star Wars fan oh. and officially <laughs> de-aged back to six years old. <laughs> um, okay, where to even begin? Oh, man. Um, Do we want to count how the many beginning. people re-showed that we had no idea we are going to show oh. I'm just gonna, oh I'm just gonna come Lord. out and say it. Cad Bane! Cad freaking Bane. Man, we had talked about it so much, but to actually see it happen in a voice it, by okay. Corey Burton. Yeah. Um, I'll throw, okay. I'll throw the actor credit real quick. Oh. Uh, Dorian Kingy. He's a, mainly a stunt actor. He's got stunt acting credits in Venom, was kind of one of the bigger ones. Everything else was like your CBS specials, your NCISs, your CISs. Not a lot of acting credits, mainly a stunt actor. But who are you going to put in a costume where you don't see their face and it's probably very difficult to wear? A Doug Jones. <laughs> Doug Jones or a stuntman. So, Dorian, thank you for portraying Cad Bane. And oh my gee. Wow. Okay. The second you saw that outline, that silhouette. Yeah, I, so I was watching. I, I, I threw. I, I, my, oh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I I threw my hands up and went, no freaking way! I didn't. I didn't say freaking, but and I thought, oh my god, we called that. Like, oh, I can't. <laughs> we called that. Like, and then and then I thought, you remember how we're all saying, dude? Imagine people's heads are going to explode if we get that. My head just went boom, <laughs> and I'm like, we call that, and I can't believe that I'm watching that silhouette come and i'm like cad freaking bane what an amazing oh my god 
intro to live action Cad Bane. I mean, we get to see Cobb Vance right at the beginning, strutting his stuff in cowboy style, which yep. I had no idea he was going to be here. Like, did anybody, anybody? Like, I'm so. amazed at how <laughs> well they kept everything a secret. I was so happy. and, uh, and, and so okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. everybody that kept showing up. Yeah, constant shock and amazed that it happened and we didn't hear anything about it. I loved it. And that's what I was talking about before when we don't need all those spoilers to hear about people that are going to be on there. It's such a great way to be surprised when the show shows up and they're there. But watching Cad Bane show up and do that classic Western gunfight showdown, man, awesome. Yeah. Completely fantastic scene. I loved every second of it. It's amazing. I, I really hope that Timothy Oliphant's character. I, my prediction is he's not dead. He's not. Um, he's not. And what a perfect counterpart to Cad Bane. Timothy Oliphant is such an amazing actor, and he's great in these cowboy roles. You know, he's got the uh, tenure from Unjustified, um, so he's perfect. And we all love him as Cobb Vanth too. Um, so seeing seeing that just Western showdown in the streets of Freetown, formerly Mos Pelgo. Uh, I mean, that was just amazing. Um, well, you see how quick of a draw he was at the beginning with the pikes. Yeah. Then then go, fast forward to this scene, and you just see how quicker Cobb Vanth is. Even, you know, he got he got kind of, and what, who I'm calling, you know, his deputy, uh, Cobb's deputy, Toro 2, because <laughs> he was just a yeah. jackass <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. But uh, kind, of, kind of going back to when... Uh, Cad Bane, like one of my favorite Star Wars characters, instantly when I saw the silhouette, this was the second or third time in this episode after midnight where I was like, ah, yes, it was that scene, mm -hmm. the silhouette, and it was R2's radar. Yep. Spinning. I was like, ah, yep. you know, not I, I, I was saying I want to I want the Luke Grogu stuff to happen during Mando. Oh, screw it. We. It was awesome. Everything about this episode was, I mean, Mando, Luke Skywalker, R2-D2, Grogu, Ahsoka. Hold on, hold on. We are not done talking about Cad Bane yet. Let's not oh, no, go no. through the list quite yet. Hold up. Let's, let's roll back. The, the one hold thing, on. the one thing that I loved about that scene was when Cobb Vance was like, and who are you? I wanted him to say Cad Bane, and I'm like, say it, say it, please say it. And he did it, and I'm like, oh. Never did. You know? No. No. And I'm like, I, I, I love, oh, my God. I, can't, I, I watched that scene like five times now, and I can't get over how good it is from beginning. I mean, you go back, and you think about how it even begins, you know? Him coming out, you know, with, with Mando taking off. And then, man, what, oh, and it just fills from there. And then when he, you know, he's tilted down and then he raises his head and you see the red eyes. I'm like, oh, oh, oh my, oh, my God. I'm still just geeking out over it. Holy crap. Yeah. And like I said. But yeah, I want, I want him to say it. <laughs> 
But he, he gives Cobb Van the the one shot, then just unloads on Toro too, and just classic. I like how they set that deputy up to get shot and us be okay with it. Since he was <laughs> such a jerk from the beginning, I was like, oh, that dude's not going to last long. And, and nobody ran to him. They all went to Cobb Van. <laughs> oh, no. He took what he takes, like three blaster bolts to the yeah. three or four. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's done for sure. Yeah, Cobb only Cobb only took one, and it looked like it hit him up in the shoulder. So yeah, yep. yeah no, he's not dead. There's no way. I he's hope. Not. I hope not. He's I not. have one gripe with Cad Bane, and it's very petty because I'm very excited that he's here. Um, and it's similar to the complaint people had with Ahsoka. Just on screen wise, I don't think the brim of his hat's big enough, and that sounds really stupid. <laughs> but I think it, no, it, I agree. I thought the brim on his hat was so small, it almost looked bad. Like Which it just didn't have maybe. that. I mean, yeah, like maybe an half an inch or an inch longer, it would would have just been the like coup de gras on top of just like perfection. But it was um, smaller in Bad Batch too than it was in Clone Wars. Good point. Yeah, he um, had no toothpick. Mm-hmm. He 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 needed his toothpick. Especially with just that brim down look, but yeah, I think with all the the prosthetics they had into the mouth to get that vicious row of teeth showing, that's oh, very looking like sharks or, or something, man. I don't think he would have been able to to manage a toothpick. True, true, Dad. So, <laughs> man, I did talk about a scene that just there's. We, I feel like we could sit here and dissect the scene with Cobb Vanth at the beginning. And what happens with him and Cad Bane for like an hour because there's yeah. so much going on there. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much, so much lore, so much history, so much background that is just crashing together in this, in this episode, especially that scene right there that I don't think people are aware of, you know, um, people who are, who have been fans and watch everything Star Wars that like we have done probably get the gist of it one of the guys i work with he the, that was the first thing he brought up today when i walked in he was like dude cat bait like so we <laughs> we know the depth of this character i do have a question though how old is this guy <laughs> he's got to be up there dude i wonder what the what, what is the lifespan for duros <laughs> he was he was had a reputation and knew how to handle jedi <laughs> During the Clone Wars, alive all the way through the Empire and the Empire's rise and fall, and now he's showing up, and he's still super fast and incredibly deadly. Like, how old is he? He's got to be at least, what, 50, 60? Okay. Per Wikipedia, your one-stop source for all your Star Wars knowledge... Uh, a Duros middle age is considered 36 to 49. Old is 50 to 69. Um, so there you go. I feel like. But he's, he's, he's definitely up there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's hitting 50, which made me give thought to um, Fennec Shan's age too. We got that 30 years of Empire Rise and Falls on, tacked on top of her coming up. In Bad Batch, which was right at the end uh, or right at the beginning of the rise of, of the Empire. So she's got to be pushing 50, if not over, yeah. also, which also means, well, we know Boba Fett's age and we've seen him, <laughs> him, him come yeah. back. So. Well, 50 is a new 30, remember? <laughs> oh, I'm so happy for that. <laughs> and one, one thing that I did catch uh, right away with uh, Cad Bane's dialogue. Was throughout this whole season, 
you know, they mentioned the pikes, the pikes, the pikes. He didn't when he's like, he said the syndicate. Mm-hmm. So I'm still mm-hmm. feeling Crimson Dawn on this just because of that lack of him dropping the pike uh, label yeah. on a. Uh, let them let he's like let the syndicate do what they do and you guys will be fine. So. You know, and Cobb Vance mentioned the syndicate too at the beginning. He didn't say mm-hmm. pikes. He did say syndicate too when he when he dropped those three pikes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's it's he might it's interesting how much he seems to know about that kind of stuff. But man, what an amazing debut for Cad Bane. <laughs> I loved it. Could yeah. could not have done it better. I don't think. Yeah. I I feel and again, back to the nitpicking thing, you had an issue with the hat. And I know this is complete nitpicking because I loved everything about this episode. I have another nitpicking point too, but it's got to do with the man with uh, Din himself. But did you guys feel like it was a mask over a person's face, right? Like the makeup that he had I, on? I thought mask over face with animatronic mouth, yeah. I don't know if it, it, it was animatronic mouth, but... I felt like in the uh, Clone Wars and everything else that he's in, um, the the part where the nose would be was a lot flatter. And I feel like this, whatever they decided to do with him for this, it looked like you could tell they just built up the area around where a nose would be for somebody to be under the mask. And I immediately thought of uh, Harry Potter and, mm. uh, you know, what they Vol- did with Voldemort. Yeah, what they did with Voldemort and how they uh, CGI'd the face out or the nose out of uh, that actor. Uh, Hen- was it Henry Fines or Fines? Something like that. Uh, Ralph Fines. Ralph Fines. Ralph Fines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that guy. Wow. Amazing actor. Anyways. um, and how they how they CGI'd his nose out. So it did make me make me contemplate like why would they not have chosen to do that for Cad Bane? I think it would have been awesome, especially considering how amazing, what an amazing job they did with Luke. Yeah. Right? Are we in agreement on that one? Yeah. yeah. Hire- oh my god, yeah. Hiring that um YouTuber uh apparently the paid off. The DJ yeah. YouTuber apparently paid off because he looked a lot better. This it time. was, I was really stunned. And that was like, when I saw him, the first thing I thought was they put some work into making him look just right. Because I know that was the one thing that everybody nitpicked about at the end of season two of Mandalorian was what Luke looked like. You know, that the CGI could have been better. They could have done a better job of de-aging him. Wow. Right now, considering how, and they had him, full on screen so much screen time so much dialogue mm-hmm. in the light like full on daylight bright light no hiding in shadows any of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff he looked uh, what an amazing job they did with it the different amazing. emotions too you know the the happy yep. the wondering the curious you yep. know frustrated <laughs> yeah it was great so i don't know if you guys are done talking about cat uh cad bane are you I just want to what I, we've said this. I want to say in with this on on Cad Bane. We brought this up in the, on the talk about Mandalorian is like when we have some ideas what might happen and it happens. But what Filoni and Favreau do, 
still knock it out of the park and make it even like 10 times better than what we have in our heads. Right. So again, they did that again. I have one final thought on Cad Bane. I'm hoping in the next episode that we get the standoff between him and Boba instead of him and Din. Um, because I think he, it's a little personal between him and Boba. Those lines of dialogue to Cobb Vanth, I don't think were just him trying to turn him away from supporting Boba and supporting the syndicate. I think it's that old grudge that uh, Cad Bane had with Boba. And I hope, I pray, we get a little line of dialogue that's like, oh, I like your dent or something in your helmet. Just just <laughs> as a nod to that deleted scene from the Clone Wars, I would just, uh, peace to resistance uh, are my thoughts. And, and, and don't, yeah, and don't forget Finnick too, because they have mm. they have history and beef too. So having both of them together, I would be waiting. And I and I agree with you. Dialogue between Cad Bane and Boba Fett would be great, but then you add that layer of Finnick into it, even better. I I feel like uh, Finnick being there would just be a, a factor that just pisses Cad Bane off more than anything else. You know, because they were both on a job at the time, so I don't think it was a it was a personal issue. I think the thing between him and Boba Fett goes way beyond the the head bumping that him and Fennec Shan did. So he he may not be happy that she got one over on him, but I'm hoping to see more of uh, of some some static or heat or whatever you want to call it happen between him and Boba for yeah. sure. Absolutely, and I was actually going yeah. to list down for for those who by any chance. Don't know who Cad Bane is, but there's too many episodes of the Clone Wars. So best thing to do, just Google Cad Bane Clone Wars and it'll pop up. And he was in the episode of Bad Batch also. And if you don't know who it is, you'll watch his episodes and you'll be as geeky as we are right now. So well done. He's an amazing bad guy. He's a he's an awesome bad guy. He's the, te- the type of bad guy you love to hate and almost cheer for him. Every day, even though he's being completely villainous, you kind of want to cheer for him because he just is that that savvy. It's 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 a very well crafted, very well crafted uh, protagonist. I or just antagonist, had, antagonist. I just had a really sad thought in that we're getting all these bad batch references in Boca Boba and Mandalorian, which means we have to watch the second season. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, happy thoughts. Well, uh, what do you guys well, want to talk I about? Let, uh, well, let me let me go one last thought on Cad Bane, then I'll go. Um, then we can move on. Um, I had to describe Cad Bane, and, and uh, you know, because somebody was asking me, like, you know, they didn't really weren't familiar with is like, is he an antihero? That I'm like, no, 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 this is a bad guy, a villain who's very comfortable with being a villain and kind of wears it with pride and wraps himself in it, and. Those kind of bad guys are my favorite. Like, yeah, I'm bad. I know it. I'm good with it. And I'm going to be this way, period. And for having a character embrace it as such, it is so good. So anyway, it was great to see it. Yeah, like Russell Crowe and uh, 310 to Yuma. But what did you say, Derek? Sorry. Yeah, and That's okay. And and having the skills to back it up, too. That's, yeah. That that's makes, yeah. Him, makes him an, uh, a great... Yeah, great, great bad guy. Yes. So we weren't sure how long it would take for Din Djarin to visit Grogu on whichever planet Luke's uh, Jedi temple is being built. But, man, they got right to it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Didn't shy away. They steered right into that one. Um, 
you know, you get R2 right out the gate, which I'm sure pleased a lot of people, pleased some of you guys. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. I mean that, yeah. that's that's just childhood nostalgia for everyone. Oh, yeah. Um you know, R2 is everyone's favorite character. Um that's who we were first introduced to when we mm-hmm. first were introduced to Star Wars. And I loved the uh, visual and mechanics behind those little ant droids building the um temple. Like what a genius idea of like, oh hey, these like build their ants, build their nest, or like make that a droid and make him build a building. Like, oh that's that's such great use of things you see on <laughs> Earth in Star Wars. Um, and well done too. Look great. Yeah. Every single one of those little droids had their own little, little personality or like, and by personality, I mean, dings and scratches and what have you. And great comedy too. Like R2 shuts himself off and they're building dinner bench. He's like, is this a bench? How long am I going to be waiting? Like, that was great. <laughs> or, or even when R2 is going through kind of like leading him, he's doing his regular, like little whistle. Like when he's in the uh, swamp at Dagobah, mm-hmm. then Din's looking and see what's doing. He stops and R2's like, like hurry up you know come follow me i was wondering i don't know if it was a a holiday special reference but when uh din first sees r2 he he's like hi there friend and that's how boba fett was talking he kept calling luke and han friend as he was playing them in the holiday special i don't know if that was just me digging it too too deep or but Din has some kind of funny dialogue throughout the entire series though well mm. you know you got to remember din is is becoming uh comfortable being friends with droids or accepting of droids you know what i mean especially after ig11 and everything that he did um i think he's still he's still trying to figure out how to deal with them whereas the rest <laughs> of the universe you know has accepted them as a part of life and, and just don't think anything of it he's probably had such a long long time of just hating droids that now that he's seeing them regularly and not taking them apart he's probably just trying to figure out how to deal which you know i I get and also which adds to the comedy because there's nobody else around but droids and to see him go is there anybody here that's alive there anyone here alive (laughs) yeah really funny i thought that was pretty pretty hilarious considering everything we've seen from uh, about him and droids in the first two seasons of Mandalorian. So yeah, that was a great scene to watch. <laughs> Who would have guessed we were going to get Ahsoka in this episode? Not me. Blew me away. That was another, whoa, yeah. 1230 in the morning. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I think she had one of the greatest lines of dialogue, if only because it was funny when she tells Din that, uh, this is the safest place in the galaxy for Groku to be. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it goes downhill, burns up kind of quick. Sorry. Well, uh, I mean, that's that's a few years down the road. I mean, still, still... it was still it was still funny dialogue. <laughs> well, there's a lot of dialogue that mirrored past from the prequels, the original trilogy, uh, between Ahsoka and even Luke. Uh, but just the whole thing that like, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm a family friend. I was just yeah. like, oh. Old family friend, yeah. Chilling quip, like old old family friend, like that just has so uh, such deep meaning behind it. Like it almost hurts hearing old family friend when you yep. when you think of everything they've gone through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that what a what an amazing bonus to have her in there. Like I would have never ever would have thought that you would be seeing Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano standing next to each other having a conversation 
both aware of, of who Anakin was, where, where he came from. And I, I feel like when she was leaving and Luke asked if he was going to see her again, it was clear to, for me anyways, it seemed to me that he still had questions about mm-hmm. his dad. Like he wanted to know more about his father, what he was like in the Clone Wars before he became Darth Vader, all that stuff. I feel it, it seems to me that they might, obviously they've had some conversations about it. Yeah. But I think he still wants to know more. And what a, what a, gut-wrenching heart almost heartbreaking situation to to witness when you when you know the history that's there and you can only imagine that that's what like luke is supposed to be this enlightened jedi master now blah 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 and you still see that part of him that wants to know who his father was you know it's it it's a very amazing character building situation that comes up that you you know you don't think you just don't think about it it humanizes him way more than than i think uh people realize when they just think of luke being a jedi master just out there you know whooping butt and crushing droids and stuff like that so it was a very touching scene for me i i really enjoyed watching their interaction and i really hope we get more in the ahsoka episode in the ahsoka show you know i really do Mm -hmm. hope we get to see some more of, of luke and and ahsoka interacting yeah, and and I mean to to kind of I agree with you. I mean having that the uh, that look of like I do I want to know my dad. And even though we saw that arc of him, you know, helping Anakin to come back and be redeemed, still, yeah. I mean, you know, you knew my father. Might you know all? I, I go back to New Hope and. I think about all the lines, you know, about, oh, my, he wasn't a, you know, he was a, what, a pilot of the Spice Freighter, da, 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 and never really knowing him and only really knowing him in that short, short window of time. And, and yeah, I mean, I saw, well, I mean, that, that, that scene where she walked in behind and I was smiling and then I got kind of emotional because all that knowing the real, and, and, knowing the relationship that Ahsoka had with Anakin always gets me because I went through all the Clone Wars. I watched that relationship grow and then going all the way into Rebels, watching that final scene of them battling. And when she realizes who Darth, that Darth is Anakin, oh man, I'm getting chills now thinking about all of that. And then to have that and then her comment, like your father and i'm like so much like your father and i'm like oh my gosh and you know because we have all that ingrained in our minds and to have that all come running and like thrown in your face in one scene with only a few lines of dialogue was just oh my god it was hard it was good but like you said it's kind of gut-wrenching at the same time it was so all this big ball of emotion and (laughs) and as happy as i am i you know i also want to like I want to go back and tell people if you're not getting the full impact of this, you guys need to go back. You guys need to go back and look at it, you know, get all that knowledge so that you can have that same amount of punch in that gut. Like we were, like we've had. So just all that is great. I mean, we're going backwards kind of, but 
that scene right there was whoa, amazing. Just made me emotional. Like it was great. All up and down, like a roller coaster up and down. <laughs> yeah, and just to add to that, I could just imagine her her emotions when Luke was basically telling her about Vader's redemption that he did redeem. He saved my he saved my life from the Emperor who was killing me. And you know, about that then knowing then, you know, probably mentioning that like, you know, his his force ghost was young Anakin. I mean, just her emotions just hearing that, you know, and but yeah, Luke having so many more questions. And when he's like, Am I going to see you again? I'm like, oh, the Phantom Menace. <laughs> going back to when Anakin was like asking his mom, Am I going to see you again? I'm like, damn you, Filoni. <laughs> I'm gonna be the outlier here. I'm going to say that they, Luke doesn't know. He knows Ahsoka's a force user. And when he's asking, will I see you again? It's because he knows she's a Jedi. But I'm going to say, because she says that I'm a family friend of Din Djarin. He's not, he's not going to go talk to Luke. He doesn't know what she means. Um, Cause I think Luke would have been much more, I don't want to say unhinged. Cause that seems like such a crazy word, but I think it would have been more prominent or mentioned i doubt i doubt there was this you know entire time that they've been there together you know where they're debriefing anakin skywalker um i think he's just well i see you again as you know you're the only other jedi that i know aside from this little yoda dude who i can't teach um so i think because i i'm with i'm with udi i like we we as fans all want to hear and be privy to that conversation of luke telling ahsoka that anakin was redeemed in the end and I don't think that's something that they're going to just do off camera. Yeah. So I think it was something that they just left unspoken and it's not something that the two acknowledged. Um, and then I, I, I hope, I mean, we all kind of assume the Ahsoka show arc is going to be, you know, finding Ezra and have to do with Thrawn, but obviously they're taking multiple mediums, combining them in multiple ways between Mandalorian and book of Boba Fett. So maybe we'll get more Luke Skywalker in the Ahsoka show. That'd be a good place to put it. Well, yeah, but I will, I will, uh, well, the way I felt, they felt familiar, like comfortable, not like out of a, a thing of like, you know, respect, like I respect you as a force user. It, it felt more, I got more of a familial, we know each other, we know each other well, we're really comfortable with each other, and and there was no, I don't know, I, I felt a better bond than just like, hey, force user what up you know like you know I, I i feel that there is more there how how much obviously we do not know but i felt like there was a more deeper connection there uh, and and the mere comment about you know so much like your father i think kind of points to the fact that they've had some kind of conversation or development of a relationship between the both of them and obviously the basis of that, or a lot of it, is going to be Anakin. Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, they have had a conversation about it. I think they're they're aware of uh, their connection. I mean, because how many Skywalkers go walking around the planet? You know she's going to ask, or the galaxy. She's going to ask, Skywalker, you know? And I'm sure a conversation struck up. So I I, I think they know the connection. And, and the reason... Um, she said so much like your father and it, you know, he understood what she's talking about, but that still leaves a lot of questions. Cause I don't think they've, they've sat there and had a whole lot of conversations. They're both very busy people doing, doing a lot of stuff. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah. Who else thought it was hilarious the way that Luke moved Grogu? I thought that was cool. <laughs> a little force yeah. push. I thought that was really. But then immediately they set up, hey, here's how Grogu's going to get around in the future. Parkour. He's going to parkour everywhere. <laughs> well, which, Yoda did. Yeah, yeah which mirrored show, the way Yoda's flipping. Yeah. Show me how you jump. <laughs> like, that was so cute. It was, that everything was, everything that was Grogu great. does is adorable anyway, but man, that was cute. Just when I think I'm done, I'm like, all right, we're, we're, we're done with Grogu. Let's move on to Mandalorian. Then when he came out being trained, I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. And then going back to being heartbroken again, his memory of Order 66. Oh, man. Shot, oh. shot in the same way that Anakin was having his premonitions. Just that little ring of memory. Mm-hmm. And just, oh, my God, that visual of the 501st and the three so Jedi was brutal. Yeah. So brutal. That scene was killing me man to watch the the clones just you know every time anytime order 66 comes up and you see the clones turn on the jedi it is it's some of the hardest stuff for me to watch because i can't Mm -hmm. imagine being you know that that level of betrayal it's it's uh, it's hard to watch so and then to watch it through the reflection in his eyes there was a lot of stuff um reflective stuff they did in Grogu's eyes this episode mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they did a lot of that and and um i haven't unfortunately had a chance to really sit down and think about it too much cuz i've been super busy today and i've only watched the episode twice and that's because i managed to squeak out some time to watch it the second time um but there's something about that that really struck me uh the the reflection of the light specifically that they did in his eyes um I, I don't know what they were trying to say. Maybe it'll hit me later and like, and I'll be, you know, wow, what a blockhead. Why didn't I get that? But it, it hit a chord for sure that that reflection was there in his, in his eyes. So, um, but yeah, watching, watching the, the five, what, what, what was it? The 501st, which, which 501st clone troopers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, you know, blasting at the Jedi's like that. And then watching him do the same thing that the K2 droids were doing. Mm-hmm. To uh, the Mandalorians on on when the, when the Night of a Thousand Tears and watching them just putting extra bla- bolts into into the down Jedi's already. I mean that was damn that was hard to watch. Double but, triple tap. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just vicious and and evil, you know. So what a what a terrible memory. <laughs> Yeah, and now I really want to know who saved who Grogu. saved Grogu. God, that's the mm-hmm. question of the show now. It was and obviously, it. they kind of blocked that from his memory. Yeah, obviously, they left that yeah. hanger for us as the audience. Thanks, guys. It was Mace. Mace did it. I've heard. I've heard theories. I've heard the, I've heard the librarian is a prevailing theory. Um, I'm down for. I'm down for for some more Samuel L. Jackson though. Give me Mace Windu. He's got one arm to hold Grogu, one arm for others. That's <laughs> yeah. all he needs. He doesn't even need the full arm. He just needs part. He doesn't need his hand to hold Grogu. He could have been full on lightsabering it with the other arm. Mm-hmm. For sure. No, he could use the force and carry him with the force. He doesn't need to hold him. <laughs> right. That too. Yep. I, I also love the uh, call back to Empire where he's, where he's running with Grogu in his little backpack. 
doing mm-hmm. the flips, then even running up crouching tiger style up the bamboo. Right. Was, mm-hmm. was pretty amazing. And like I said, the whole deep fake thing of Luke throughout this episode was just like, holy crap. Cause I, I woke up, I mean, kind of fast forwarding, but like I woke up after watching it and I was like, I had to watch it again. Cause I'm like, did I dream? I just watched the best episode of star Wars TV ever. I, you know, I was, it was sure if it was how real it was, you know, I, I went back to our thread. I'm like, Oh yeah, I was real. Watch it again mm-hmm. in the morning. So, but Oh my gosh. And I love the use of Luke Skywalker's theme and Yoda's theme and all of those parts on the Jedi planet. Cause that's just, I mean, it just hits you in another part of your star Wars love. Like you get the visual, you get the nostalgia and you get the sound to go along with it. Um, and it's, you know, it's John Williams. It's a wonderful musical score. So you're never going to say whatever to those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still can't, I, I can't get over how well done Luke was, was in this mm-hmm. episode. It's just mind blowing to me. And then watching him train Grogu, it's still, it, it makes me happy and sad at the same time because I did not like how he put the, the choice to Grogu at the very end of the episode. I was like, dude, that's not cool, bro. Why would you do that? Not cool. Not cool. I, I, I want to comment on that real quick. Um, has anybody else thought about um, if Grogu picks the lightsaber, he becomes the first student, right? Mm-hmm. But then we go into the... Uh, sequel trilogy that Ben Solo was the first student. Am I wrong with that? I don't remember. Because I don't I'm remember pretty, either. I don't remember um, him being the first student. I just remember him being a student and Luke already had the school okay. staff. Because yeah. I, if something popped off in my brain, I'm like, wait a second, wasn't Ben Solo? So now I'm going to have to go to, because that's why I, like, I was going to wait to just talk to you guys and then I'm like, maybe they'll remember. But now I got to go back because I, for whatever reason in my mind, I'm like, wait, wasn't Ben Solo the first, the first student for Luke? From, from what I remember in that, yeah, from what I remember that dialogue, Luke was building the school and already had a few students by the time Ben uh, joined and showed up. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's how I I'm think it went, it went too. But there, to me, there's a few things that like Luke wasn't sure of himself during the early parts of the training, which I think they're kind of going to tie into why he failed as a master. I think we've already seen Luke Skywalker's first failure as a master. Um, I know what you're referring to, like when you said that he thought Grogu was relearning more than he was teaching. Um, but I think him making Grogu choose between Yoda's lightsaber and as we called it, it's Beskar uh, chainmail. Mm-hmm. Um, him making Grogu make that choice and getting rid of his personal attachments is Luke's first failure because he is a huge hypocrite. R two D two, C three PO, Princess Leia, Han Solo. I can keep going on all these personal attachments <laughs> Luke Skywalker has that got him through his trials and tribulations. Obi Wan Kenobi, Yoda, the his love for father. father. <laughs> Dude is a hypocrite, and that is his first failure as a master is holding that no personal attachments code to the Jedi. Cause obviously it failed Anakin. It's, it's, it's something the Jedi need to get. It's, they need to change. They need to remove it as bad. Udi. Well, my rebuttal to that is all of that was before he was a knight. All of it. 
all of that was after any of that. Then he became a Jedi Knight after all of that. It's my only rebuttal. I don't, I don't disagree with you though. But when you look at it, he was not a true Jedi Knight till after all of that. After he defeated the Emperor Invader and all that, that is when he became a Jedi Knight, not before. So all the emotional attachment, all that got him through all that. And then at the end, he's like, now I'm a Jedi Knight. So I'm not disagreeing with you, though. And I kind of agree with you. That was his, that is his first mistake. But that's probably him going, I need to go back to the ways of the Jedi. And I'm like, but you don't really know them that much either. But anyway, so I don't disagree with you. That's kind of where I went because we get from uh, The Last Jedi, his dialogue about like the Jedi hubris and thinking they know better than they really do, which is why I think this is his first failure because that was part of Luke's acknowledgement of the Jedi ways are wrong. They were wrong to have these rules and that's what failed us in the end. So that's kind of where my thought in it went. Yeah, and I just want to rewind a little bit too where he wants to give the gift to Grogu and Ahsoka's like, yeah, you know, if you go there, you're going to mess up his progress and uh you know as is it for you or is it for him of of you because you of you know they're obviously they're big they're bond together but you know just her promising to give it to him but him kind of like i don't say he let go of grogu but he's realizing you know yeah it was kind of selfish of him mm-hmm. to want to butt in in the middle of this training when you know but of course, you know, he misses his he misses his little guy. And I'm just wondering too, where did Luke get Yoda's lightsaber? His hut on Dagobah. When Yoda died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that lightsaber was lost when he fought Sidious in the uh cap the constructed no. another one, he had time. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was bored. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I how did how did, how did what's her name from what's its movie get freaking Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber like Dude, that, dude, that's another like, story just, for another whatever. time. Yeah. He got it. That's all that matters. It's whatever. Good point. D- don't ask those questions. <laughs> uh, so we get Boba Fett for maybe 10 seconds in this episode with what? No dialogue? Did he no dialogue. dialogue. No dialogue. It was just all, a head nod. It was all Fennec. So is that the Boba Fett you guys wanted to see this entire time? Because that I think that's what the critical fan reaction was, is we went to Boba Fett with no dialogue. Did it work? <laughs> you know what? In that scene, yeah, I did. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, poor um uh gosh, the actor's name Beals, Jessica Beals. Poor Jessica Beals. Oh, Garso Whip. Garso Whip, yep. Your Sexy den of Twilight. debauchery is no more. Got uh that got Cam Tonoed. And mm-hmm. I- Three times watching this, I I really looked very hard at every frame of this scene. Max Rebo still alive because he was not shown at all during the Good sanctuary. Check. There, that that is the hot take from this episode, Joey. Max Rebo is still I was, alive. I was wondering if Max Rebo was officially dead too, because I was like, is he in their play? Because that means that he's gone or he's a goner too. It's they showed not- the Joy drummer. They showed the uh, the Moldo Note uh, player. Uh-huh. But I was looking even in the back, you know, side, did not see Max at all. So Hashtag he was probably Max having a drink or a smoke alive. somewhere. Yes. Yeah, and that place went up. There's no way anybody survived that was in there. No. Because, I mean, there was there was ginormous flames coming out the front door of that place. So, yikes. Yeah, yeah. shots fired. 
by the uh, this the syndicate with uh, Cad Bane and that bomb going off. Mm-hmm. So it's officially on. Yeah. Sure. Boba has experienced muscle, as Fennec put it, between Chris Satan and Din Djarin now, but they still need more. So Din heads to Mos Pelgo, now Freetown, asks Cobb Vanth and the Mighty Villagers, which, okay, how much did you love seeing how much of the Crad Dragon was in this episode? Yeah. The rib cage is in the bar. The the skull is on the sand crawler. Like, that was so funny. I love yeah. seeing that. That ginormous skull on the sand crawler, like, how on earth did those Jawas, good Lord, I mean, can the cojones on the Jawas start growing any bigger? Like, are they really <laughs> no. trying to make the Jawas look like the most amazing underdog characters ever on the planet? Like, don't ever underestimate them because they're going to get stuff done, period. That period, needs period. to be a Lego set or a die cast set is oh, just the, yes. the sand crawler with the, with the skull on it. <laughs> yeah. Money. Uh <laughs> So Din asks a favor. There's a great dialogue scene too, because he says there's no easy way to ask a favor. Um, but Cobb and the and the villagers kind of give him the hey, this isn't your fight. You know, that's a town fight, not a country fight. Um, and Cobb says, you know what? You know, I'll think about it. Calls calls for the villagers. Udi, uh, you got something? Well, I just want to go back because of the whole Kylo thing, and then I'll move right on. I, I know I'm derailing only because I just found it. Kylo Ren is confirmed as the first student by uh, Marvel's Star Wars, The Rise of Kylo Ren. So in that comic, in that comic, they are saying that he is the first student. I'll just drop that right there. And we'll uh, okay. Well, I, I was thinking that, that um, uh, Grogu was going to choose the chainmail anyways without knowing that. Uh, because how else does he get out of the massacre of the the school by Kylo Ren later on, anyways? And that would be another failure by Luke. What would have been his first student chooses could be another way. It could be right, or it but, could be the first in a long line of sequel trilogy retcons. That's the bigger question uh, here. I, 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 I dropped it there because if in fact. He picks that lightsaber. What does that mean? I don't know. It, it, it's fun to play with it, but I don't know. Um, back to Freetown, just really quickly, and I'm setting yeah. it up just to keep people in, but the only thing I really wanted to mention about it, it's that typical Western trope of the villagers don't want to get into it until the bad guy comes, shoots the pe- person they like, and then now they all rally behind him. So up until the point Cad Bane comes, Freetown's out of the picture, and then he comes and shoots Cobb Vanth, and now it's on. So I think mm-hmm. Boba's, Boba's going to have the army of Freetown against the syndicate. That's, uh, yeah. Well, that, he didn't kill the sheriff, but he definitely shot the deputy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Well God. done. Now that song is in my head. <laughs> I, so I, I like Joe how you called him Toro too. I never thought of him as Toro too, but great, great written character, great dialogue, and great acting to make such a disposable person and us just not mm-hmm. give a and damn happy, about him being dead. Yeah. Happy that oh, he's gone. Mm. Yeah. Sucks. Sucks to be him. But if you weren't such a jerk, you wouldn't have gotten three blasts. Three. <laughs> That's what you get. Yeah. Triple tap. And I think not only will the villagers rally, I mean, you saw Weequay's face, you know, you can mm-hmm. tell he's like, all right, 
you know, because he's an honorable guy from what we know about him. Follows Marshall, you know. I think I also think um, Dan might be on his way to visit some uh, Tuscan friends too, possibly. Oh yeah, and we I- might run into the warrior who survived the ambush with maybe another another uh, clan uh, Tuscan of that clan or two. I really hope that's where they go. Otherwise, it kind of feels like the first couple episodes set up just doesn't pay off in the end, I think. Yeah. Well, oh, the, only, the only way I can feel that, that or I feel that that'll work out is if this final episode, um, if they're going to spend time still building up the the muscle for Boba Fett to, to take on the, the Pikes and the Syndicate and all that, uh, this final episode is probably going to need to be a little bit longer. If they still Hour and need a half. to spend time doing that. So to key in on that specific thing you said, final episode. I don't think it is. It's it's another season of The Mandalorian at this point. I think it's just going to continue on in the official season three of Mandalorian. But the stories are so intertwined at this point that I don't think when the book of Boba Fett ends that any of the story ends. It'll just continue on in a different medium, kind of the way all Star Wars story, all Star Wars stories have. And what we're going to get from here on out, clearly, what we're going to get from here on out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're showing us the Mandoverse, like we, like Ahsoka, you know, Mando, Boba. So, Luke, and I still think there uh, might be po- Luke. Yeah, I still think there might be another possible season. We haven't been told that there's only one mm-hmm. season of Book of Boba Fett for sure. So, <clears throat> you know, I, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go out there and, and say we're not going to get one. I don't. I at w- with what with what we have, what we've gotten already, we can we're, we're we're getting a better picture of where we're going. I feel, and I don't know if we we need it. I'm going to go back to that going what we talked about a long long time ago, which is do we need do we need more of that or do we just need the better, you know, melding of the characters and the art and moving in one direction. Uh, we're definitely going to the um, MCU type of uh, world building, you know, and I don't think we're going to need another, another episode of Book of Both Fett because in all, well, it all depends really on what we get next week and then what we're going to get su- subsequently in season three and Ahsoka. That will be, I think, the biggest tell. If they do for whatever reason announce a season two. I'm like, okay, then we know we're going to get a further expansion into the world. So I don't think we're going to get one. Um, I don't know. At right now, I don't think we need one. So what happens if this series of uh, the book of Boba Fett ends with uh, Boba Fett dying? Mm-hmm. Good, I got what I needed. <laughs> we all what, like we just wanted to see him escape the Zarlac, be a little bit of a badass. Every everybody's got to die at some point, right? You you either die or you age out. Nobody wants to see seventy year old Boba Fett be the daimyo of Mos Espa. Like it's it's just not what we want to see as fans, unless he's riding a Rancor, right? Oh, that's still coming too, huh? We haven't seen Danny Trejo again. We thought for sure we'd see some more of him. Yeah, thought he would be a little well, more we, prominent, but well, yeah. we haven't really gotten Boba, so it's true. Um, man, I just got a real. 
I think I think Derek saw me freak out a little bit on camera. I did. Just thinking about what Udi pointed out, how Ben was confirmed the first student. <laughs> um, and there's already been a rumor mill floating around that this series ends with a shot of Luke, Han, and Leia. And Grogu's going to leave. And Han and Leia are going to be like, hey, Luke, here's our son, Ben. And then it's going to fade to black, and that's going to be the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that but hey maybe, maybe i mean some, in there but some of the rumors have been true some have been bad i hope this one's bad because that would just be a terrible way to go you know and and i don't think i, I okay breaking that real breaking that down real quick that is a massive thing to drop and i don't see why they would drop that bomb here i don't i don't think it fits i don't think it, there's any need to i agree with that so, yeah so i mean it's all I, they have at this point there's no movies on the horizon the shows are not really related to this timeline that we're getting so like if you were gonna put the seed out there that hey this is the story that we're gonna get in future star wars projects going to going forward nobody's reading the comics nobody's reading your books this is all you have I, I go I go with uh, season three ending of the Mandalorian for that because by then um, they can pull that back and then we'll we will have gone through celebration and they can drop things there. I don't I, I, I don't feel like we're gonna get that big of a bomb. We're gonna get I think I feel like we're gonna get something really cool, but that <laughs> is a massive atom bomb to go off and I don't see them doing it now i just don't if they're going to do it at all is it though i mean we know that come on all we know that's what happens with luke in the in the uh the school that he tried to to build so it's not like like it's not going to be surprising or shocking we're like oh well we know where that goes yeah but but, bomb i see that as just a confirmation of like here's the timeline timeline that we're just tying together in a nice mm -hmm. neat little bow so everyone can follow along with uh, how things progress from here but I mean, we know we know what happens. We know what he does. We know how it all falls apart. So it's not like it's a big shock, you know. It's just whether Grogu's there or not is the only thing that's important. And we're clearly seeing. And to me, it seems really obvious that he wasn't there. So there's there's a bigger storyline, and quite frankly, I think in the long run, considering that they're moving on from the franchise, and now we're completely walking away from talking about Book of Boba Fett, but. Um, the franchise is over for the Skywalker saga. Uh, Taika Waititi's doing some un, as as of yet untitled Star Wars movie. Nobody knows what it's about, um, and they're gonna try and kickstart a new, you know, series of movies. Why not have Grogu be a grown up Grogu? Because at that point in time, he's gonna have what a hundred years under his belt or something like that. Might be teenager Grogu going out there and and doing stuff i mean it, it why well, why not the, well the groundwork is there I, but i'm going i'm gonna go out here because i don't think that the i don't think they're that confident in the ip right now to do that i don't i don't i honestly don't think they are um i think that um to pull more people in and pull people back in the ones that have gotten very mad over the last year or two at Disney and Lucasfilm 
Um, Why for Cara Dune? And 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 the, and and the sequel trilogies. A lot of people were not happy with them. Ray, there's a lot. I mean, I can go back yeah. years and years. A lot of people were upset about the prequels when they came out. It, people yeah, are going to be mad, and the, the, yeah, the IP but, is still but, going straight strong. No, but no, it's not. It's not going strong. That's okay. what I'm trying to tell you. It's recovering now. So I think I think you're I think you're underestimating the the impact that that'll have. I, I think you are. I think that's a big thing that'll pull a lot of people who miss who think that you got three movies and you never got all three of them together. Come on. So I, I, I disagree with you. I think it's a big thing and it isn't just a, oh, it's a continuation of the story. I think you're underestimating the, the impact of that. I mean, because you look at how people went bananas over Luke Skywalker and you think, oh, if we get all three of the original heroes back, it's just going to be like, oh, yeah, I, I think you're wrong. I think people will lose their mind. Well, yeah, I was saying, you know, you get the movies on, a, on the same page, you bump uh, Favreau and Filoni to the movies. And they're uh, <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> we derailed, but you can go. We can go back, but yeah, because it, 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 it's all and all. All I, I I think this points to. Think about all where we can all go. Any of any of these ideas are good. You know what I mean. So all this is getting set up because of what we have now. So I mean, regardless of where it goes from here, it's still good. You know what I mean. <laughs> I, I just got a I got a visual of like Derek mentioned Grogu choosing the the chainmail. So Luke is going to take him back to Din, then find that his homeworld is uh, having this big uh, syndicate war, and uh, he starts. They get some Jedi oh, backup. You get, think we get some, some green lightsaber? He gets some green lightsaber on Pike on. action. Ooh. <laughs> so that's a strong possibility too. I think at this point. Interesting take. I hadn't thought of that at all. That, that just popped up. <laughs> well, I was wondering if there were if there was any way they could involve Luke in the fight on Tatooine again, and that's a very good point, Joe. I think that might. That might end up being the case. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm -hmm. Now that you bring it up, it make it would make sense. You know, yeah, I could follow so, the logic in that. I think that'd be very yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, and then then you could have that where where then like Dane goes, No, 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 you can't come with me. You gotta go back with him. You know what I mean? Like you're not ready. You can't come out into because you know, looking at this episode, he was keep him safe. That was his only thing, like keep him safe. Like that's what he told Ahsoka. So I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I can't wait. Like we got a weekend. I can't wait. <laughs> the other thing too. Remember when we talked about um, how season two of Mandalorian ended and how uh, Boba Fett split before Luke showed up, and we all thought it was a good thing, or else it would end up butting heads. Now imagine Luke shows up on Tatooine now with Boba Fett there. Is he? Would he be end up being torn between helping or fighting? Like what's <laughs> what would happen there? Boba's already done it with Chrisanne. Strictly professional. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, just business, Luke. <laughs> Maybe. I'm, a, I'm a different man. Um, no, I just I just want to say with this episode, though, I mean, out of the, the full two seasons of Mandalorian and almost a full season of this, this is probably my favorite episode just because all the 
all the new stuff we got, all the tie-ins from the past we got. I mean, I think the last time I smiled this much throughout an entire thing was the Rebels season two finale and <laughs> the first midnight showing of uh, Force Awakens. You know, just <laughs> grin to grin, uh, the whole ear to ear grin. So this episode was, like I said, I'm six again. <laughs> Yeah, well, regardless of wherever they head from here, I have to agree with you. This episode, like I said, was mind-blowing. It was amazing. I enjoyed every second of it. Um, There's one thing I want to nitpick about, and it's not even anything to do with how the storyline is going or anything like that. This is a completely artistic point of view that bothers me. And I might have mentioned it before, but I feel like I still need to mention it again because it becomes, to me, it's very prominent. The mudhorn insignia on Din's shoulder is facing the wrong direction. <laughs> it's facing the wrong direction. It's good. Like mm-hmm. if you put the American flag that way, they'd be pissed. Like the military does it. They change it around because the other way it's running away, right? It's not supposed mm-hmm. to be running away. Running too. It's, it's facing the wrong direction. <laughs> and it drives me crazy that whoever put that on there, designed that in the first place, didn't think to flip it around and have it facing forward because it just doesn't look right. And it bothers me every time I see it. And that's my, <laughs> that's my biggest gripe out of all the costuming, all the special effects, all of it. It's just that it's just that it's the it same took the chapter that. six of the book of Boba Fett for that to bother you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to think about that every time I do the, our little uh, episode uh, photo. It's been yeah. building up, like, and it showed up so much this episode. It was driving me crazy. It's like, it's the same thing happens when I see somebody with a tattoo that's facing backwards. It's the same thing. It drives me crazy. I'm like, why is this facing backwards? <laughs> are they running away? Where are they going? It should be going forward. Like with you, you're supposed to be going forward, not backwards. What's happening? So that's, that's it. That's my biggest gripe. Other than that, I love everything else. Everything else. From watching Grogu jump around like a crazy little rabbit to all the frogs that Luke lifted up. That was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> I like the, uh, here's this training remote and Grogu kicks it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's just a kid. It's a ball. I kicked it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Watching that, that everything about this episode was so, so well done. <laughs> so then there are, there really are so many levels. I'm sure we haven't. Yeah. I feel like we have really only scratched the surface of how many different meanings are in every every dialogue, every conversation. I love I love that Cobb Vance uh, kept saying, "Think it through." Yeah, think it through. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like you need to take this entire episode and think it through, like everything about this episode. You need to think it through. Think it through. And so. you you mentioned the frogs. I'm just going about just how amazing the puppeteers are again. Just the joy of his face when he saw all those frogs floating. He's like, oh my God, yes. Then they drop and he's like, oh, that sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So again, did not think I would miss and want to see Grogu Grogu as much, but oh man, love that little guy. (laughs) Yeah, they know we want to see him, so they gave him to us. They know we want to see all these characters because we we got them all. Yeah. I feel like this episode, it was, it was, yeah. I mean, it, it really made me very happy to see Ahsoka. 
just out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was so awesome to see her. Yeah. I mean, there's so many characters we got, and I, I know we're running deep on time, but what is Bo-Katan doing? You need, you need, you need guns for hire. She's got a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Why is that someone that Din Djarin and Boba Fett cannot go to? That's because Din's got the black saber. The dark, dark saber. <laughs> the dark saber. Sorry. That's you know, I'm and saying. and I had some questions about that, but I'll save it. I'm sure we'll do a season recap episode. I'll save it for that. So all right, all right. <laughs> uh Joe, what's our social media look like for chapter oh, man, six of the book of Boba Fett? It was very busy. Um, I, I do want to com- we did get a comment on our uh, last episode post, and uh I just wanted to read this from uh, Dave Morse 411. He's commented uh, some very good comments uh, this season. Uh, but he wrote, I work between 13 and 15 hours a day and don't get a chance to comment before you guys record. <clears throat> Excuse me. Record the last episode. <laughs> Boba's and yours was awesome. The armor has some disdain for Bo-Katan. Do you think she's a mall DeLorean? Uh, could that be a connection to Crimson Dawn? That's a great question. Um, and, and again, sorry for the way we record. It was easier when these episodes are coming out on Fridays, not Wednesdays. And uh, we want to get these out as soon as possible. But thanks for your comments. Keep them up. Uh, we you. really appreciate them. And I've heard that some people say where their helmet looks like the uh, Maul Super Commando yes. with the horns. There is one canon female Maul DeLorean. We've talked about her before. Rook cast. It's the only canon character that the armor could be if she's not some unnamed custom character. If you're looking at products that have already come out, like it's Rook cast or someone new at this point. Yeah. So there you go. So on this episode, let me pull up because Instagram's kind of funky right now. Hang on one second. Um, ah. I still can't get over the amount of just fantastic cinematography in this too. The way all the shots were framed. Um, some stuff going, you know, the throwbacks to, to when Luke was being trained and uh, in Empire and uh, all the, the wonder they, they did such a wonderful job of melding all these characters together in the story. Man, I, I can't, I can't, I, I want to try and contemplate what they're going to do for next, the last episode, <laughs> but clearly, I'm not, other than the fact yeah. that we called Cad Bane and we're pretty sure we're going to see Boba Fett on a Rancor. I mean, like, who who knows what they're going to pull out and, and have just pop off. I can't wait to see it. On the cinematography note, who else loves the new shot uh, coming up from the cockpit of Jinjar oh, yes. and the Nabu Starfighter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yes. love that shot now. <laughs> yes, that is wonderful. I was going to mention it. I totally forgot. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Great shot of that. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I got to pull it up. Instagram is kind of funky right now, so... Uh, we got a comment from uh, Eric, uh, again, one of our uh, weekly comments, and a lot of good stuff. So he, he says, once again, on this week's episode of The Mandalorian, uh, Mando <laughs> delivers the Mithril. I mean, Beskar Chainmail, Grogu, <laughs> Luke, Ahsoka, so much like your father. And to finish up with Cobb Vanth and Cad Bane, good old Western duel. So much packed in episode in one episode. I can't wait till the next episode. Was it me or did the CGI Luke look a lot better this time? Or is it just oh. <laughs> time for glasses? Um, no, he actually, actually, uh, he yep. did. 
Uh, a lot better. Good friend Big Smooth commented on that. The big the the payoff of Lucasfilm hiring the guy <laughs> who showed that he could do a better deep fake of Luke on YouTube last year. So yep, <laughs> nice catch on that. Um, another comment from uh, friend John Zancanaro. There is so much I can say, but when Ahsoka was talking to Luke, that whole part was so surreal to me. I had a flashback to season one of Clone Wars, and then thinking, "Wow." That young Snips is here now. <laughs> Dang, that's so cool. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah. yeah. Totally and like agree. I said, for us who watched Clone Wars, you know, went through Clone Wars and Rebels, yeah, just seeing full circle. And we haven't got to her show yet, so oh my God. Uh, um, and then, then a comment from the Big Smooth, uh, my friend Alex. General public opinion, Book of Boba Fett is meh. Episode 6, Hold My Beer. Mando, Luke, Grogu, Ahsoka, Cobb Vanth, Cad Bane and some bald dude were talking in a group about a battle strategy for a minute in there too. <laughs> I hope for episode seven to redeem Boba Fett or at least make people remember he's in the show and be over 60 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> then it continues. Oh shit. I forgot about R2D2. <laughs> <laughs> so then we got uh, one more from Sasquatch Efren. Wow. Just wow. It's too wonderfully overwhelming. Cad Bane is alive, and man, what a badass! Uh, this hit his, <clears throat> and they hit his voice on on target. This was the greatest mm-hmm. Mexican standoff ever. I mean, if you include the deputy, this was Clint Eastwood level badass. Mm-hmm. I want to know what happened between him and Fett. Now, the CGI was much better this time with Luke, and when uh, Soka mentioned his dad, it brought forth the feels. Something that stood out to me was the fact that the last time a Padawan was this attached to someone, they turned to the dark side. But by the way, way, way too early in the development of the Star Wars uh, universe, uh, these writers are just exposing in deeper detail how much the prequels failed. Uh, I don't agree with you on that one, Sasquatch, but uh, yeah. I see where you're coming I from. I, I see where you're coming yeah. from, buddy. Uh, but he put it LOL. Uh, well, not entirely because it's still Star Wars and that the trio in charge right now need to handle the films. Agreed. Uh, probably my favorite episode of these two shows. Can't wait to listen. And he adds, was that the same voice actor for Cad Bane? Uh, yes, it was. That was mm-hmm. uh, Corey Burton, who also did um, uh, Count Dooku. How did Cad Bane know about Boba's armor with Cobb Vanth? Is Han Orlando or the Falcon coming soon? <laughs> that mm-hmm. so no. Again, great comments, you guys. Uh, thanks for keeping them up and. Man, we got one more, one more coming. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Cobb Vanth losing his armor, I loved the dialogue between him and Din. Yeah, you nowadays he's like being a lot more careful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's great. How you been? Been a lot more careful. <laughs> got a deputy. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, the bullet shield. <laughs> yeah, had a had deputy. A deputy. <laughs> Okay, so aside from everything Book of Boba Fett, are there any Star Wars news rumor mill worth mentioning this week? Um, I, I saw one of uh, Anthony Daniels is actually doing motion capture for C-3PO. Uh, some people thought hmm. that this could possibly be an upcoming game, but then uh, I was listening to another Star Wars podcast and they mentioned it could possibly be the uh, droids uh, cartoon or show coming out on a uh, disney plus oh yeah. yeah so it's it's cool that we got mark hamill involved as luke skywalker 
And then we still got Anthony Daniels. Finally, he's like he's like the bet the best costume ever in its motion capture. So uh, as we know, he's had the physical costumes throughout the entire saga that he that he's been a part of. So it's cool that we still got these old tenured Mark Hamill and Anthony Daniels involved in having fun doing Star Wars. So um, really no word yet when that Star Wars um, droid, I think droids tale was the name or droids. We're, we're, we don't know too much about it yet, but uh, it's cool to know that he's involved and we might see some motion capture three uh, PO, but that's all I've seen. Do we know when Kenobi's coming out? Not yet. First I've heard is all I've heard is spring. And what about the Ahsoka? Ahsoka? They should be filming this summer. Uh, according to the one, I, I, I pay attention to star Wars Newsnet, and uh, th- they mentioned they got some words that st- should be starting this summer. And also bad batch is set for a summer release. Like they're already ready for season two. So I hope this next season's better. <laughs> God, yeah, I know we got to watch it now. There's too much good detail in it to not watch it. Yeah. Well, I was going yeah. to either way. I mean, we, yeah, I was still going to watch it. I don't know about talking about it every week, but we'll see how that goes. But right. Yeah. All but that's right. all I got. A week away from the finale of Book of Boba Fett. What are your final predictions? Derek, go ahead. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Like I said, I think we're gonna see uh, Boba Fett on a ranker, and um, it'd be cool to see Bo-Katan shows up. But I don't think that's I don't think that's gonna happen. Granted, I do believe I said that she, uh, or I don't know if I thought about it. Anyways, I follow her on Instagram, Katie Sackoff, and she did put up a random uh, pick of. Uh, the other character, the other female. Why do I keep forgetting her name? Sasha Banks. Sasha uh, ba- yeah. Costa Reeves. Yeah, Costa. Costa Reeves. She put up a random Costa Reeves uh, photo of her and just saying, you know, what an awesome whatever out of the blue, which I thought was kind of strange. Um, I mean, she's generally liking any any stuff that's happening with any of the other Star Wars characters. Um, cause you know how, how on Instagram it shows you who has liked certain pictures or whatever, especially if it's, if it's another actor. Um, so I have seen that she does like things that, uh, Ming-Na Wen is putting up or that kind of stuff, but to see her put up a Costca, uh, shot out of the blue was interesting to me. So I'm wondering if the, if she's going to show up maybe as a, uh, envoy or something for Bo-Katan. Okay. Uh, so yeah, other than that, you know, we're going to see a lot of butt kicking for sure. A lot <laughs> of pikes getting mowed down. Some some uh, whistling birds are going to come out. <laughs> yeah. Knee dart. Some knee darts are going to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hmm. Udi, what do you got? Final um, book of Boba Fett. I, I, I agree with Derek. Uh, I think we're going to see Boba on a rancor. Um, I think they should have had the guy with the, uh, you know, with the poster board with that too. You will see Boba with the, on a rancor, but um, you know, I don't know. Um, 
I feel like um, they they have been building and they have, I think I made a comment before, they have uh, season two finale to deal with, you know, and, and build from that. And I feel like with, with uh, Favreau and Filoni that they recognize that they're giving fans uh, characters that they want. So I feel like we're going to get something. I don't know what. Um, We may get a drop of another character that we are not ready for because we could be, they could have lulled this into that calm, like, dude, you got Cad Bane. Like, you know, we threw Ahsoka at you, got R2, and you got, you know, Luke and Grogu and and Din. And, you know, the episode before, you got the, the, you know, Paz Zizla, and you got the armor, and you got all these things. And then you're like, yeah, it's going to be too much. And then I feel like, this one, they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, bam, here's one more. And then we'll see. I, I feel like we're going to get one more mind-blown uh, moment. And they may, I hope not, but I would not be surprised if they hold Grogu's decision until Mandalorian Season 3. I hope not, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Just to have that in our brains for a year. I mean, I thought they would have held off Din going to see Grogu until Mandalorian season three, and we got it smacked in our face this episode. So, mm. like, the smart money would say, yeah, that's the season three setup, but man, the way things are going, that's probably going to be the first thing they tackle in this finale. So, <laughs> Could be. who knows? Yeah, that my prediction is we have no idea. <laughs> I think and I'm, my and I'm good my, with that. My my number one prediction is uh, Boba has more than five words in the finale, for sure. Um, I, yeah, I'm definitely thinking about the Rancor, uh, but I, I think some some of my actual like predictions or speculations is I I still think Din might have visited the Tuskens camp that he's already have a relationship with, and they're going to be a a big group of Tuskens, like heavy muscle, and I think. One of the final things will be, uh, I still, I'm still on board with the uh, Crimson Dawn reveal, and if we see Kara, I think it might be like how we saw Maul. It'll be a hologram if we see her, but I think it will be revealed that it is Crimson Dawn as the main uh, syndicate. I'm sticking with that as well. I hope that's what it is. I think mm-hmm. that'd be a fun way to move move forward out of Book of Boba Fett showing that you know crimson dawn are still the major players and who their leader is whether it's kira or someone else you know give us that you know that evil james bond chair turnaround reveal or the hologram or something just and it can be subtle it doesn't have to be a lot but you know the way things are going maybe kira's in the first five seconds and we get her all episode long so it's like (laughs) who 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 knows like you you think like oh just give us this little taste to confirm our thoughts and like no here have the buffet like yeah (laughs) and that'd be a big enough reveal that can that can impact the entire mandoverse being that there's no i mean there's still the empire remnants and the building of the First Order supposedly is supposed to happen sometime during the Manos. But, you know, a big time crime syndicate, you know, with bounty hunters and former bounty hunters is a, a, a pretty big threat mm-hmm. to a, 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 the universe they're building. So that's why I'm sticking with that. And definitely more uh, Cad Bane action. All right. I like 
with that, is there any last words on From the Desert Comes a Stranger? Here we go. Yeah, here we go. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> I'm just like Ned from Spider-Man, just badass. <laughs> <laughs> Loved every second of it. Yeah, my notes, like, Derek, you said, again, I knew it was good when I got that text message from you after midnight, like, holy... And I sent that first, oh, damn to you guys. That was literally when I saw Cobb Vanth. And then I was like, at the next big reveal, I was like, I don't even know what else to say. Like, it just keeps going. But I just added uh, a lot, kept adding profanity to my text because it was just that <laughs> holy mackerel kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, if you're listening to us first, thank you for listening. Uh, but go watch it. And for you listening to us after you watch, go rewatch it. Great episode. Um, and it's going to get you pumped up and excited for this finale. So that is our word. Go rewatch this. this I can't wait to. Way. Go ahead. I can't wait to. For my kids haven't watched it yet, so I can't wait for. Them oh, to yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Family Star Wars time is a much better way to end the show. So yep. book a Boba Fett with your kids. That is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Is the way.